Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sidholm alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abu Salbi. Samer, how are we doing this week? I am doing excellent. And it's because I got to make the whole mixtape today, which is always just so fun because I don't have to I don't have to listen to your picks. So it always puts me in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it puts just me in a kidding. good mood because I have to do less work. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> works both ways. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this week, um, you know, a few weeks back, we did our intro to Pearl Jam mix where I put together a Pearl Jam mix of 12 songs to kind of introduce you to the band. And uh, this week, you uh, took the reins on that. And uh, who are you introducing me to this week? So, um, of course, I went with Foo Fighters which honestly just made me so happy to put this mix together. Um, you know, Foo Fighters were on my Desert Island mix. They have made many appearances throughout uh, the almost two years of the show now. And, you know, again, like the theme of these intro two is we want to like take a band that we're very familiar with that we really like personally. And, you know, they are huge. They have at least a handful of albums that are out. People talk about them a lot, but maybe for whatever reason, you just never got into them. And you might feel like it's too late to get into them. But you know what? It's never too late to get into a band and get familiar with them. And so that's really the intent of these intro mixes. Um, and people really responded very well to the Pearl Jam one. So we thought, well, let's let's kind of introduce this as like a regular cadence. Every now and then we'll bring a band in and, and talk about them. Yeah, and kind of funny timing on this one for me, because I recently got into a discussion with a friend of mine who, you know, she said she didn't really like Foo Fighters. She thought they were kind of overrated. And I was like, no, I think they're good. And she's like, well, like, like you know, what else have they played? You know, what a, you know, I've heard the stuff on the radio. I don't really like it. And then that's when I kind of realized. I was like, yeah, how well, how well do I know their catalog, right? Like, I know the band, obviously. But um, I think what you showed me from this mix was maybe I didn't know them nearly as well as a, uh, is maybe I thought, and I think they're a band that maybe, um, for whatever reason, just ne- never got into, like, really, really deep. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed this mix, and I'm going to enjoy going back to my friend and maybe proving her wrong about Foo Fighters. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I think that that happens a lot, right, with, with bands like this, um, is that, again, like, you will probably hear a handful of songs on the radio. Those might not speak to you, and so then you just never really, like, dig any deeper than that. I'm sure there's so many from for me personally that that's true. So trying to be better about that overall. Okay, so just like in the last intro mix, when I picked all the songs, Samer introduced each one of them. So this week I will introduce each song. And obviously the artist is Foo Fighters, so I'm not going to continually repeat their name after every song. We'll just introduce the title of the track. So without further ado, let's get into it. Track one, you picked Learn to Fly. Yes. Okay. So what's funny is that um, after this track, pretty much everything goes in chronological order in terms of what album um, 
you know, when they released the album. However, this one is out of order and it's number one and it's probably their most popular song, I'd argue. Certainly one that introduced a lot of people, myself included, to the band. Um, so this was the first time I'd heard Foo Fighters. I remember watching the music video with my sister. She loved the music video. It's pretty funny. And she also like had a huge crush on Dave Grohl, like I do, like most people do, because he's just an amazing, <laughs> multi-talented man. Um, I mean, he's had such a prolific career, you know, in and outside of the music industry. But yeah, so this song, funny enough, is like his least favorite off of the album. Um, this is from their third studio album, There's Nothing Left to Lose, released in 1999. But um, he does not like this song. And I, I think part of it is because <laughs> <laughs> it's so different from from what they normally play. It's a little bit more popish. It's more radio friendly for sure. Um, but I just had to throw this on here because it's like if you're going to be introduced to, to Foo Fighters, you're going to have to know this song. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think this uh, this is far from like a greatest hits mix that you put together. But Obviously, I know this song when it came on. And I think what struck me, you mentioned the music video. They also had a really funny music video for Big Me, which was one of their early songs. And um, I think it was like, for me, it was weird because I, I remember Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. And Nirvana never seemed to me like they were having any fun. <laughs> and then <laughs> right. he goes and starts this other band. And I think for me, I was like, this is just weird <laughs> because... <laughs> He seems like he's just joking around all the time, but wasn't this guy in Nirvana? <laughs> and uh, right. <laughs> that might have been what threw me off when Foo Fighters first came around. <laughs> it, we'll, we'll get back to that theme actually here in a little bit. It, it's <laughs> That's actually a very on-point comment, but you're absolutely right. Like Dave Grohl, thankfully, just seems like he has a lot of fun. And I think the band kind of exudes that through their career, and, the, and especially as they get into their later work. All right, so track two, you go with This Is A Call. All right, so now, um, you know, rest easy. Everything is in chronological order. So this is off <laughs> of their their debut album, 1995. What is amazing about this album is that it's literally just Dave Grohl recording every single bit himself and putting together this album. So he is, everything you hear is, is him playing or singing. Um, I mean, let that sink in for a moment. That is... <laughs> That is bonkers. Like, that's how talented this guy is. (laughs) To have not only this be your debut album, but, you know, and granted, as you mentioned, he was the drummer for Nirvana. So it's not like this is his first, like, foray into music. But he really, like, you know, he went into a spiral, like I think anyone would, after Kurt Cobain uh, committed suicide and didn't want to play music, didn't want to touch the stuff, like, kind of went into a dark, dark place. And I think at some point in his life, he just kind of needed to shake it, shake it off. Um, And so he just wanted to record something fun and dumb. And that is why I love this song, because honestly, the lyrics are nonsense. And he himself even says that they're absolute nonsense. You know, he's singing the lines here like fingernails are pretty, fingernails are good. Um, He talks about acne medicine. He talks about Ritalin here. Like, it's complete nonsense. And I think that's what I love about it is, again, it's like showing that he's using music as an outlet um, and he does this a lot is like some of these songs are very personal and they're things that he's feeling and dealing with, um, you know, coming out through his music. And so this was, again, like a song, I, you know, as I as I got into Foo Fighters after Learn to Fly, I went back to their early album. And this was one of the ones that I would play a lot because I just kind of enjoyed its sound. And, and yeah, you know, and once I learned that he did everything, it kind of stuck with me forever. What's funny about this song is when it started to play on the mix, I was like, oh, I know this song, (laughs) but I did not realize, 
I did not know the title, obviously, and I did not realize it was Foo Fighters. For whatever reason, maybe, I mean, vocally it sounds a little different, and uh, at least the beginning part of it, and I, I think I thought it was like Perry Farrell or, or someone else from like the 90s that was singing this. I, I just remember thinking it was really weird that it was a, a Foo Fighters song, but it was one that I, I remember hearing, but I had not really gotten into it, because you're right, it is kind of nonsensical lyrics, and it's it's kind of a departure from where they end up going as a band. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I, I think it really was just him, you know, messing around in a studio and then they record an out al- he records an album and releases it and thus was Foo Fighters was born. And the name too was him just trying to not like sign his name. So he just wanted to do it under like a nonsense name, uh, so that no one would know that he was doing something. And I think part of that was also just trying to escape like the Nirvana past. You know, he didn't want to be Dave Grohl of Nirvana, he just wanted to be some dude making music. So I think that's where that name uh, came from. Yeah, and when Foo Fighters started, I mean, that's when I started college. And I, all I remember was like, yeah, well, this is the guy from Nirvana, right? Like, this was this right. was all anybody really said. So I distinctly remember that. And um, I think he's done well to shake that off since then. But I certainly remember in the moment feeling that way. Right. Um, now, track three, this one I definitely knew. You go with All My Life. Yes. Um, and I'm just singing in my head now because all of these are just like on autoplay whenever I hear the the title. So, yeah, this is from their fourth album now. So we skip ahead a couple of albums. Uh, this is 2002. It's the album One by One. Um, and here, you know, I'll have a couple of songs from, from some of these albums. Um, so this is the first of two. And, you know, it's funny. I, I have always loved this song. I love how it sounds musically. A fun little like story that I have attached to it is that um, this was around the time of CDs and I had, you know, a CD player in my car, thankfully, and I would listen to music really loudly in the car, as I've mentioned before. And around like minute 240, the song comes in with this like really weird distorted guitar sound that just like starts hitting on like a rhythm, you know, on like a beat. And I remember the first time I'm listening to it, I'm driving and I hear that sound and I just thought something was broken in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was so loud and so unexpected that I literally was like, oh, my God, something just broke in my car. What is happening? Because it sounds like just metal crunching, you know, like it's not, it's, it's a very distorted sound. Um, but then I realized it was the song. And so every time I listen to it, I think back to that moment when I'm just driving, thinking my car just broke. <laughs> you just swerve off the road. Yeah. It's just, All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, this is. You'll see this a lot in his music and their music, which is like there's a lot of buildup in these songs. And this certainly has that to where the bridge just becomes like really frantic. And then he starts screaming and goes into the end. Um, And it's just like, again, like a huge release, every single one of these songs. So love this one. And and another one, you know, that again, I was listening to in in high school for me is, is this time period. So this song, like I said, I definitely knew this one. This was one I really liked when it came out. I was coaching basketball, and uh, even though that's not what this song is about, like sort of thematically it works when you're sort of in a competition or a competitive situation because it's just like he keeps saying, done, done, on to the next one. (laughs) And, you know, kind of win or lose, that's kind of got to be your mindset. It's like that's done, on to the next one. And so uh, I remember hearing this one, and it's one I still kind of listen to now when I'm I'm coaching games or it'll just kind of come to mind. Um, But, yeah, really, really like this one. All right, track four, you go with Comeback. 
Yeah, so this is actually a song that I have featured before on uh, Super Awesome Mix, but, you know, worth bringing up because I, it's not as big as many of his other songs, but yet another one where, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for long songs. This one clocks in, I think, around seven minutes. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a hidden gem. Same album, one by one. I really love, again, like the lyrics here, especially the opening ones where he's singing, moving again, comfort of the chase, now and again, this is my saving grace. And I, I love that because I think, you know, oftentimes there is comfort in chasing something rather than like settling and building something. Um, you know, I can be guilty of that. It's like, I always love the next new idea. And it turns out like building an idea is way more work than just like starting a new idea. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there's definitely comfort in like chasing something new. And so I love that about the song, you know, just right off the bat where I connect with it in that way. But then of course, musically, this has one of my favorite elements in the song, which is where it goes completely quiet and you think the song is over and then it hits back in hard. Um, and so, you know, it comes back in that way. And so I just love the song and I, I listen to it all the time for that reason. I definitely experienced that very thing. Like I looked down and I was like, okay, I guess, uh, is it the next song? Did, did my phone set? Am I getting a phone call? Like, why is there no music? And then, <laughs> and then it comes back. Um, yeah, no, but I really like this one. Um, and I think it hit differently. You know, you had a couple on here that you featured previously on Super Awesome Mixes. But I think for me this time around, maybe they hit a little bit differently. And this was definitely one of those. It almost felt like he was singing about a breakup that's a result of circumstance more than actual feelings, you know? And, and like mm -hmm. at the end, just that over and over, I will come back. I will come back for you. You know, it was almost like he was having to go away for some reason and then we'll come back. Right. And so, yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. So I really liked it. And I, I thought it was kind of clever, too, from a wordplay standpoint. The, again, the way it hit me was it wasn't just sort of a comeback, like a rally, but also like actually physically coming back. Um, so I thought that was really well done. Nice. So track five, you've got Best of You. All right, so on to the next album, their fifth studio album, In Your Honor. This is 2005. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely one of their larger hits. You probably heard this on the radio. Um, it is, you know, just things... I mean, I love this, again, thematically, where it's like you just want to break away from things that kind of confine you, things that hold you back. Um, again, he, you know, talks about here, like in verse four, he says, I've got another confession, my friend. I'm no fool. I'm getting tired of starting again somewhere new. Um, so again, just speaking to me personally about just not wanting to start over, over and over again, um, and just wanting to stick with something and, and go through that tough time of, of building something out. Uh, so I, I love that. And yeah, I think it's like such an anthem of this could be like a wake up anthem, right? Like, are you, are you giving your best? Are you, are you pushing against the things that are trying to hold you down and, and fighting through and being the best version of yourself? Um, that really comes through. And so Love This Song is like an evergreen Foo Fighters song. Yeah, I really love that lyric, that question. Is someone getting the best of you? It's kind of like, like you're saying, whether it's the, the effort you're putting forth on, on whatever job or, you know, in a relationship, right? Like that could be something one party in a relationship asks the other. Like, you know, am I getting the best of you or is someone else getting that? And hmm, um, so I, like I just I just thought it was really, again, this was a song I was more familiar with. We're about to turn the corner into songs I was not familiar with. But this one I had heard <laughs> um, up to this point. But yeah, I, I really like it. All right. Track, track six, halfway point here. You go with The Pretender. 
Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is their sixth album, Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. The year is now 2007 um, when they released this one. This is a single off of the album. The album took, like, five Grammy nominations, one Best Rock Album, um, Best Hard Rock Performance for this song in particular, The Pretender. I think it's easily my top three all-time Foo Fighters songs, one that I have played over and over and over, and it's, like, again, an evergreen for certainly my, like, running and workout uh, mix songs because it is just impossible to not like want to scream your head off during the chorus where <laughs> uh, where he's yelling, you know, what if I say I'm not like the others? What if I say I'm not just another one of your plays? You're the pretender. What if I say I'll never surrender? Like lyrically, you just get really fired up. Um, trademark Matt. Uh, <laughs> listening to those uh, <laughs> listening to those lines. <laughs> we got to get that trademark for you, though. That can be your catchphrase. I'm all fired up. I'm all fired up. <laughs> Um, and the music video too, like this is a music video that, uh, I watched really early in life. And again, you know, I bought it during the time where you would buy music videos from like iTunes. They were like a dollar 99 or something. Um, and I was one of those people that gladly handed over my two bucks to, to keep watching <laughs> this movie, this, uh, this pre YouTube, I believe, or at least certainly before it was gigantic. Um, and yeah, just love it because it just has the band kind of setting up. There's a bunch of like military police people lining up in a, in a line, kind of like a military formation. And then it goes kind of quiet. They start running. And then right before they like approach the band, you know, like batons out and, and riot shields out. Um, but it hits, right? Like they, they break into into just full on rock mode. And this red wall behind them bursts into a huge explosion and all the police officers are like knocked back and Grohl's just singing it, you know, his heart out and everyone's shredding guitars. It's amazing. <laughs> it's perfect have, for the song. I have not seen the video, but it's funny you say, you know, getting fired up because I, one of my notes was like, was this on one of our motivation mixes? Because I was like, if not. I think it, it was. It, yeah, and maybe it was, but I just love the question. You know, what if I say I'm not like the others? What if I say I'll never surrender? So yeah, definitely. I'm with you, you know? I mean, I trademarked the phrase, but I was fired up listening to this. I was, I was into it. So I'm going to check out the music video now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let me know what you think. Yeah, but it was great. Um, all right. Now, the last half. So the first six songs, I was kind of somewhat familiar with, with a lot of them. I will just fully admit the last half of this mix, except for the last song, because you've included that one before. But the last half, I was like, I don't think I've ever heard this song before. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, starting with number seven here, Let It Die. Nice. Yeah, I know. I'm happy to hear that. It's a good progression then for like an introduction to Foo Fighters, because most likely a lot of people have heard those first six or at least some some mix of those. But yeah, so this is off of the same album. Um, you know, again, this is like Grohl being really honest um, in his music. And he's just I love him in interviews because he is just a very honest, straightforward person. Like he's not coy in his answers. So, you know, a lot of people have like this is about looking at people dealing with like addiction and and with drugs and and all the different things that unfortunately comes as like a side effect of, of fame and the success um and so you know he in an interview ha was saying most people just assume that any song i've written about loss or death or anger is about kurt cobain or, or courtney love but i'm surrounded by musicians for 20 effing years there's a lot of people that have gone in that direction <laughs> um and I just love it where he's like, yeah, like it's everyone. It's not just these two people in yeah, my life. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's everyone. Um, and so that's what this song is really about. And again, I just really appreciate how he is. It's just very honest in his answers. He's not trying to like 
trying to be anything else. But yeah, again, I, I think musically too, I love that it starts a little more acoustic sounding and then like the drums start to kick in and there's then that hard turn where the electric guitars kick in and everything just gets like angrier. Um, and, you know, the bridge where he's singing like, do you ever think of me? You're so considerate. I think it's like delivered so kind of sarcastically and so well of like, oh, you're so considerate. Like, thanks for thinking of me. Because I think he's angry that people who do that are affecting those around them. Um, and I think he's trying to express that, that it's not just, you're not only impacting yourself, you're impacting those that care about you too. So that's why I really love this song. Yeah, I thought this one was great because when I dove into the lyrics, right, they are like kind of sadder lyrics, but you're right, it still has a lot of energy to the song, but I think it does a good job of going from kind of just like a quiet sadness to just sort of an anger about the situation, right? And and anyone who's ever mm -hmm. had a loved one dealing with addiction, I, I think you, you feel both of those things in that process. And it's really, uh, I don't know, it does a really good job of expressing that. Um, even in, in just sort of this, you know, kind of rock and roll, you, you know, you can just listen to it and be like, oh, great rock song, right? But when you really dive right. into it, I think it does does an excellent job of, of kind of expressing what, you know, the, the music matches the lyrics. We've talked about that before, how sometimes there's a little bit of dissonance there. And that's, that's not the case here. So track eight, you've got Bridge Burning. Yes. Uh, funny enough, I, <laughs> I'm so used to doing these recordings where you finish, you know, by so-and-so. And I was like, well, yeah, by who, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me check my notes here. It is by Foo Fighters. Yes. Okay, great. Great. Bridge burning by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. So another album now. This is off of Wasting Light, 2011, their seventh studio album. Um, this is around the time that I joined the MBA program. So this is when I met Matt, actually. Uh, this is, you know, many, many years ago now, over 10 years ago. Uh, um, <laughs> and you wonder now why you didn't burn that bridge. Is that why? Is, <laughs> right. is that why you picked the song? <laughs> <laughs> yes, some bridges are worth burning. <laughs> Do it early. Um, yes, this was yeah in the MBA program. And what I, why I love this album is because it's I would run to it all the time. Actually, it's a really good like workout album, start to finish. Because I don't know, I don't know if it just I I made it that because I just put it on play and this was around the time of iPods, you know, and like iPhones had some music capabilities but in general iPods were still king um and so you just kind of like pick an album hit play and go running and so I may have made it a really good running album and I love it for that reason but I do think it's like a really good it's a really good album start to finish so I want to include at least one song off of it and again yeah lyrically it's like that feeling of kind of I think it deals with themes of depression and being alone and like burning a bridge is a way to kind of isolate yourself and so I think that that's that's kind of what's coming through but all of those things aside, just a great rock song and, and another like wonderful Foo Fighters album or and track. Well, now I want to test it out. I'm, I mean, I've started running again. And so I, I will test out if this album is a good running album because um, I'll, nice. I'll kind of work that in there. But this one, I mean, the thing that stood out to me on this song, the, the drums are just ridiculous. I mean, just I, I'm like, how how is a human being doing this right now? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> So that's when I was listening to that. That's what really stood out to me. I was like, and I almost thought of uh, the old video game Rock Band. I was like, this would have been like mm -hmm. the final level on Rock Band, something like this song. But because between the drums and the guitars, I'm like, this is unreal. 
Yeah, there's so much musical talent in the Foo Fighters. And it's funny because I think over the years they kept adding people. I think now it's like practically 20 guitarists in, in the band. <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> um, but of course, Taylor Hawkins, you know, maybe rest in peace, was just an incredible drummer. And you've got Grohl himself, who was is also an amazing drummer, although he didn't play drums for Foo Fighters, obviously. But, I mean, to have so much musical talent, even just across those two individuals, um, is, a, is an amazing accomplishment in a band. Yeah, you definitely see that. And especially, it, it's also impressive, I thought, because you kind of took this mix through their career. You really start to hear the, the kind of mastery of their instruments as they go on. And, and obviously, there's production values and things like that. But even just the things they're putting forth seem more complex. And so mm-hmm, um, definitely, I, I think that really stands out. Uh, track nine. You go with These Days. Yeah, another um, track off of Wasting Light. So this is track six on the same album. Again, just calling out how much I love this album. I think every single song on this uh, is so good. It's another no-skip album for me. I love this one, again, lyrically. I keep saying that. But this one in particular, you know, talks about... Um, it, it's it's a very human song in that he's almost arguing with himself in a way through the lyrics of one person being like, hey, you know, like we are temporary. Life is going to end. Your heart's going to stop beating. And that's OK. And then, you know, he sings back to himself being like, well, that's easy for you to say. Um, and he kind of shouts it back. So it's it's like a very human song in that way to where I think even one person could have that debate in their own mind of like, everything's okay. Like it's going to be fine. And you're like, no, it's not like, this is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And and you may have that debate with another person, you know? And so I think that that just comes through in the song because musically it it does ping pong between these two themes, um, even just outside of the lyrics. So really, really like that and and love that um, in this song. So, yeah, th- this one, I think when I listened to this one, it really struck me how different Foo Fighters lyrically are from like a Pearl Jam, who we took a deep dive into a few weeks back, where so many of their songs were, I don't know, kind of had a social theme to them, like something external, where there were so many, mm-hmm. at least on the, the mix you made for us here, there's so many Foo Fighters songs that felt like that were very introspective. And this one especially, the note I wrote down is like, this is like therapy wrapped in a rock and roll blanket. Because I was like, this is <laughs> a cool rock song. You could listen to this, right? But when I was really sitting there listening to the lyrics, I was like, God, I love this song and the way he does it and, and the different emotions shown. And uh, I just thought it was awesome. So um, this one, I think, might have been my favorite on the whole mix. Nice. That's awesome. All right. Track 10. Uh, you go with Outside. Yes. Okay. So this is off of their like documentary series slash album called Sonic Highways. Uh, this is track five. This features the city of Los Angeles. They recorded it in Rancho de la Luna. Um, and why I picked this track in particular, like I was really torn on whether or not I do two tracks off of off of uh, Sonic Highways or just one. But this one features the um, guitars from the Eagles, Joe Walsh, giving just an unbelievable solo uh, on this track. I mean, it is, it is so good. If if you don't listen to any other song, and you know, but you 
can only pick one. Pick this one and listen to that solo by the Eagles. Um, it is awesome, and I love it. And I, I think that that documentary is so cool because they literally travel across the U.S. They record in different famous recording studios, and and every single song they'll bring in like another super talented musician um, to kind of lay down the track with them. And and this one just works so well with with their music. So absolutely love it for that reason. Yeah, this one, that guitar solo, I, I, and I didn't realize it was Joe Walsh, so I'm kind of just doing my notes as I'm listening, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guitar solo is amazing, and then, you know, I'm kind of looking up the lyrics and, and some other notes on it, and it says Joe Walsh, and I'm like, oh my god, that's even better, like, so I actually thought <laughs> the band could pull this off, but then when I realized it was actually Joe Walsh joining him on the song, I was like, oh, that's that's amazing, you know, so really cool. I actually have not sat down. I remember hearing about the Sonic Highway series, but I haven't watched it. So um, after this mix, I definitely want to go back and, and watch that one again. Um, all right. So you said you, you debated how many you were going to pick off of Sonic Highways. You did pick a second one. In this one, track 11, you've got I Am A River. Yes. Um, and this one I ha- I picked for two reasons. One, I r- I've always liked this song off of Sonic Highways. I actually like every song off of that one. The, and the and the mini doc is is really good. There are some parts where it's like Dave Grohl is cl- clearly just congratulating himself on a lot of his <laughs> success. And, you know, who can blame him? That's fair. I would do the same thing. All right. But there's All other right. parts. There's other parts that are really good. Um, and and it's some really cool insight in there. And especially how like punk morphed into a lot of grunge, which you know morphed into a lot of rock. And anyway. Um, but this one, the second reason I picked this one is because it's about New York City. And so I have to have to feature it because uh, I moved to New York like five years ago. Absolutely love it here. Happy to call it home. And unlike a lot of his other songs that are introspective, as you mentioned earlier, this one he wrote literally just by like things that he had seen. Um, so he just kind of wrote this one quickly around, you know, noting noting, you know, stuff around New York. Um, and there's a lot of like New York elements in here. But I think even knowing that you could kind of pull from it that, you know, his, this idea of like, I am a river, like rivers flow through things, they flow through time, like they don't really start and stop necessarily. Um, and so I think, yeah, you could you could pull some cool thematic reasons of about why we're all kind of just like rivers running through time. Um, or it could just be, you know, the song about Hudson River kind of cutting through New York. It's up to you. <laughs> I actually went with the former, like the more I listened to it. I, I really like this song. It started out, I can I can believe when you say that he wrote this just by sort of observing things around him because it sounded like something, I'm imagining kind of a montage of like we're on a bus and traveling around and, and the, you know, what are we seeing outside type thing. And but yeah, as I continue to listen to the song, like I love that thought of I am a river because I think as I get older, that's what I start to realize is that we all, you know, just like rivers kind of eventually run into each other, we all kind of connect in some weird way. And, you know, as you go along, you realize that there are these connections everywhere and you're never really that far from from somebody else, whether they're super famous or, you know, completely unknown. But it, it's funny how many times you can you can make those connections. So I just, I just love that conceptually, that idea of I am a river. That's awesome. Getting deep here on super awesome. Mix. We're getting deep. We're getting way deep. Yes. Um, all right. We're going to finish this off. Actually, it's amazing. We're finishing this one off with, I believe the first track we featured on a super awesome mix. Okay. And it was off your desert Island mix and it's dirty water. Yes. Um, I love that. 
that we've come full circle in a way. Um, and, and also thematically, we're just talking about rivers and here we are with dirty water. Um, and here's another reminder from our Desert Island mix, don't drink dirty water. It's a bad idea. You'll get sick. That's right. Yeah. Even if you are on that desert island, right? It's going right. to end things more quickly for you on a desert island. Exactly. Yep. That's a, that's a year and a half callback right there. That's talent. That's good. Um, Only the true fans out there will really chuckle at that one. You know who you are. Exactly. So this is off of their ninth studio album, Concrete and Gold. Um, I actually think I would rank this album my favorite of theirs. So I, I put a note here that it'd be Concrete and Gold is my number one album for theirs. Wasting Lights, number two, and the Sonic Highways is three. And then the rest can all like duke it out for, for the rest of the positions. Um, I, you know, just, yeah, I love every single song off of this album. I called this one out because it was on my Desert Island mix. I still listen to it all the time. It's actually my amp up song for whenever I'm going to like do an interview, for example, or like pitch something or, you know, go into something where I need to feel like amped up. I will play this right. like literally time it out perfectly because it's about a five minute song to where it's ending right before I like join the call or whatever it might be. (laughs) Um, And it works every time. It's so good. It's like I've just trained myself and and it just builds and builds. And then it just has this amazing crescendo and. You know, I debated, too, do I end on their 10th studio album, which is Medicine at Midnight, um, which is like a respectable album. I know it got some hate. It's very different than some of the other stuff. Um, but I just couldn't help but but end on my all-time favorite song of theirs. So certainly keep listening to, to their later stuff. Uh, and their 10th album has some really nice tracks in there, like Waiting for War. But Dirty Water is just has a special place in my heart. Well, it's hard if, you know, you're only you're trying to pick 12 songs off of a huge catalog that, you know, by and large, you love it, right? So it's hard to go right. distill this down to 12 songs and have no regrets about what you left off. It's like, that's that's a tough exactly. task. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it makes all the sense in the world that this would make an appearance since it was on your Desert Island mix. Um, I realized after you said that, I've, I think I've got to find a song that I time out right before meetings because I don't think I have that now, so... I might I might look for something, although I, although yeah, maybe people people in the meeting may not appreciate it because I may be already too fired up going into meetings. So <laughs> you got to be careful with that fired up. You got to like, yeah meter. You know <laughs> you got to really yeah. hone it in, hone it in. But but no, that's a great one to go out on. So there you go. Okay, another super awesome mix for your collection. This time an introduction to Foo Fighters. I know I loved it, and I'm really going to do a deep dive into a a lot of their albums, especially their later ones that I think, you know, maybe I just wasn't listening to the radio as much, so definitely not hearing any radio play for them. Um, But yeah, I've got some work to do. Um, On top of Foo Fighters, we've got more super awesome mixes to put together for you. So we'll get to work on that. And for Samer, this is Matt, and we'll see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.